Sports Pick Info, NFL Picks Predictions, Ben Information, Week Number Seven. I'm your host Tony T. We got Alex Smart here, ready to talk some NFL as we're into Week Seven of the season. Guys, reminder: the best place to listen to our podcast over at Apple iTunes. If you would in that search box, type in Sports Pick Info and subscribe. Download, rate, and view. We greatly appreciate it. All our shows broadcast live on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, channel ID, Sports Pick Info. Segment today is brought to you by PicksandParlays.net. We can find the top cappers in the nation posting their plays individually on a guaranteed win basis. Leaderboards and more showcasing top cappers. But let's go ahead and bring them in right now. Uh, Alex Smart, who posts over picksandparlays.net. Alex, how are things going today? Good, Big Tony. How's everybody? Everything's going great. Uh, we're moving to the NFL week number uh, seven action. As uh, you know, some teams now got to start are starting to feel the heat. And these are two teams right here that are feeling it right now. Chargers and Titans. Tennessee at home laying two total 41. You know, LA has won nine of 10 against the Titans when you go back and look at their history head to head, covering eight with one push. But they've lost four or five with offensive struggles, losses at home to the Steelers and Broncos. Marcus Mariota hits the bench for Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill to get the start. But Titans, too, have lost four or five and they're having struggles scoring. So, two teams in kind of identical situations here. But Tennessee, the home team, laying two total 41. Yeah, you know, uh, football's a business, and you can see we're in a contract here for Mariota, and there he goes on the bench, so what's that tell you? And, you know, what does that do to the confidence of some of his teammates? And I look at that game, and I really I've – got, I've got my worries about Tennessee right now. Yeah, no doubt about that. And, you know, I'm going to ask you a question, Alex, here, as you're a professional better. I've heard this uttered from people. If I see home teams favored – uh, two points or less, I'm afraid to bet on them because the line makers, I don't think they're that good of a team if they're favored by two points or less. How do you respond? How do you look at that? Well, I, I think there are, uh, you know, I've seen long-term trends on that and uh, the long-term trends uh, detonate something at 50, 50 or 51% on the road team. So, I mean, it's a 50-50. It's still a 50-50 um, shot at, you know, <laughs> right. at, at hitting it. You know, uh, you know I, I mean, I'm sure there's there's tighteners on that. And um, when I when I look at when I look at the situation, the lines makers, you know, let me just uh, go back here a second. The lines makers are extremely talented. They're only going to shift the line because um, off their initial offering because of respect for uh, big time betters. Yeah. Not public. So, you know, we have to maybe we have to discern who's why the line moved and, you know, why it's at two and a half or, you know, or why it opened at two and a half. I can when you yeah. when you see a line go from three to two and a half, I've I've heard people say, "Oh, uh, you know, I, I I'm not afraid to take the underdog at two and a half because they're trying to get me to take the the, the favorite." I hear that a lot in the, when the line goes from three to two and a half. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I think I think that's that is true, um, but you know, once again, I mean, we're talking about um, you know what was Vegas what was Vegas built on? You know, it wasn't built on um, on this side of the counter. So, you know, or, or, you know, it's, it was built on this side of the counter and us, us losing more than they're winning. So, you know, you have to respect these lines either way. And you have to you have to come at you know, this is my my perspective, of course. You have to come at every line um, in a different way, in every game in a different way. And I don't think it depends really too much on the line. That's that's my perspective. Anyway. All right. We continue here with uh, Alex Smart. We got a nice one here. Saints and Bears. Chicago laying three and a half total assists at 38. Of course, Bears coming off that bye week after a loss to the Raiders in London. Mitchell Trubisky looks to be back under center. New Orleans defense, boy, have they greatly aided this team with Drew Brees' absence to injury. It's a four-game win streak for New Orleans. Now, you know, uh, we look here at this one here. Bears laying three and a half at total 38. Uh, coming off the bye after a loss to the Raiders. Saints, uh, with a win streak, how do you see this one? 
Well, you know, at, at this point now, because of recency bias, we obviously have a lot of backers who would, you know, support um, Teddy Bridgewater and company because, I mean, of how well he's done. But now I think there's maybe some overvalue on um, New Orleans. And this is this line is not far-fetched for Chicago, in my opinion. So, you know, three and a half is not, you know, your your ultimate line because, you know, we have the hook there. But at three points or better, I mean, you can't you can't beat that line. I really believe Chicago is the superior team overall. All right, continue here with Alex Smart as we take a look here at NFL week number seven. We've got a good one here with the next game. We got uh, lined up as we take a look here at the contest: Ravens and Seahawks. Seattle here laying three, total 48 and a half. Baltimore has failed to cover five of six, and you were on it, man. You said this team was this defense looked like it was gonna was was going to uh, burn out, but playing at a high level. We've seen them uh, not doing well against the spread. They've beaten up on the bottom tier, but on their schedule, and now Seattle. They're now a run and throw team equally. You know, before it was a, a, a big variance between their run and pass or a rushing team, but now they've evened out. They run and throw equally. Uh, they carry the, the uh, three-game win streak here after that road win at Cleveland last week. And I thought that was an interesting win because Cleveland was really coming off a down game at San Francisco. They, it was one of those games they really had to make a set of message. But Seattle was able to, 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 to get their best and still come away with the win. So uh, Seahawks at home laying three, total sits at 48 and a half. You know, uh, that game was, it, it just goes to show you what a tradition of winning will do. And there hasn't been a tradition of winning in Cleveland for a long time. We're talking about that game last week. And uh, Cleveland did everything except commit suicide right there on the field in front of a national audience, you know, from a proverbial standpoint. Because, I mean, it was it was nasty. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've never, you know, I can't remember seeing, a, the, that's one of the weirdest games I've seen. Uh, in a long time. I, did, did you watch any part yeah, of that? Yeah, yeah, I watched that one. That was crazy. I just Swings. thought that game was crazy. Yeah, so anyway, uh, there, that's what tradition of losing will do for you, and you get used to it. And I don't care what kind of talent they have on the field. I, You know, I said this uh, from day one. Uh, Cleveland has some issues. Seattle now in their in their second of back-to-back road games going here. I don't know. Uh, Baltimore may have caught their second breath now and may be ready for another surge here through the middle part of this campaign before they, before they run out of gas late again. I don't know. That's that's what that's the way I'm looking at it right now. All right, continue here with Alex Smart as uh, we looked at some of the contests. I just want to go with some of these line moves with you, Alex. Oakland, Green Bay, open seven and a half. Green Bay favorite. Now we're seeing the line move. I'm seeing uh, Green Bay minus five, minus five and a half. Uh, that short week Monday night, or is it the Raiders coming off the bye week? So one of those weird spots that really helps the Raiders off the bye week. Green Bay, a short week. Yeah, they're, you know, they're fresh. Uh, it's off a of bye week. Uh, two straight road underdog wins. Uh, three straight wins all together. Um, you know, hey, man, Oakland uh, on their way to Vegas might be uh, going to say, a, you know, a real, real interesting farewell to uh, the uh, San Francisco Bay Area here this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We've seen a, a switch of favorite to Detroit minus one. Now it's Minnesota minus two, but minus one at one book uh, called Pinnacle. I know people talk, look at Pinnacle a lot and they like to look for that variance. But uh, we see here in Minnesota now a favorite uh, once an underdog. Yeah, uh, Minnesota deserves to be a favorite uh, just in, in most games they play. In my opinion, they are my um, one of my top power ranking uh, teams right now, and uh, I give them a lot of respect, always. Texans at Colts, another switch of favorite here. Tucson was a point favorite. Now the Colts favored by one. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the Colts are a team that I, that I'm sort of neutral on. I, I can't get a grasp on that team. Are you are you able to really? Um, it's there. Like- well, I think they've gone through all those injuries. And it's yeah. hard to tell, you know, when you have one out, but then you have the cluster injuries, that's when it gets real tricky. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And I'm, I'm just sort of like neutral right now with Indianapolis. Anything to do with Indianapolis, I'm neutral. Here was one Arizona, the Giants. Giants were laying a point. Now they're laying three at home against Arizona. Uh, Arizona's shown they can go on the road and be competitive. They covered against Baltimore. Giants uh, have extra rest after getting beaten. Failing to cover against the Patriots here, but the Giants now up to a field goal favorite. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an interesting game in Arizona. That's an inter- they've, they've done some interesting stuff this week in uh, Atlanta. Poor Atlanta last week, 34-33 losers. I mean, um, but hey, kudos to Arizona for for coming back. What will they do this week? It's hard to say. I, I say they fall flat on their faces, but we'll see. This Jacksonville Cincinnati game was interesting because it opened Jacksonville four and a half, but it was at three on Sunday, and it was three for a couple of days. But we've just seen recent movement now back near the opening line of four four and a half. So and this totals come down to a four a full four points here. So uh, interesting movement here with this Jacksonville Cincinnati game. Yeah, there's some very respected sharp money coming in here on the under, and uh, that's and that's where the books, you know, that's when the books will change. They won't they won't change anything on public perceptions. That's for sure. Yeah, they probably yeah. think and that even the balance of books they won't. Yeah, Jacksonville's defense. You got to respect that effort holding the the. I think realize that you know the Saints only scored 13 points on that Jacksonville defense. Yeah, you know? so and, I think something yeah. that's something yeah. something they look at there. Uh, of course, um, another one uh, looking at here was this Philadelphia-Dallas game, which I find interesting here because, uh, is, I don't know, maybe this might be the get-well game. You know, Eagles, we saw what happened to them at Minnesota. This one opened three. Now we're starting to see the two-and-a-halves in some places. Dallas favored two-and-a-half. The total's inched up a little bit, up to 49. Of course, we know the Eagles have their, their issues defensively, especially uh, you know against, uh, against passing teams. We saw that against the Vikes, so back-to-back road games here. Dallas has been really good against the NFC uh, East. I think they're now what twelve and two ATS and straight up against the division. So uh, uh, interesting here to see the line go down to two and a half with Dallas. Yeah, and uh, you know I, I kind of do like Philadelphia. If I was going to take, I'm not I'm not on this game because it's a, a wait and see game for me. But I like Philadelphia. There's something wrong with Dallas, um, other than you know you know the obvious. I should say there's something wrong with Dallas. And um, I, I'm not I'm I'm not a backer of them right now, and I know the public always is. This is America's team, and uh, you have to be very wary of line moves with with Dallas games because, you know, despite of what I said about you know the um, the books only respect sharp money, they also understand um, the amount of money that they have coming in from public betters on a game like this, and it, it being a late, it's uh, it's the last game of the, the night, right? Uh, Sunday, Sunday night, last Sunday night yeah. game, last one yeah. kicking off. Yeah, so, you know, that, that one's interesting. That's why I think I'm laying off of it, just because Dallas is involved in a Sunday night primetime event. It's tough to, to bet for a public. I would think a public, it's tough for them to bet anyone favored who's lost three straight. Yeah, I, I you know, really. But, you know, it's, it's, it's it, there you go. I mean, here we go. I mean, it is America's team, and uh, no joke. Yep, and, and the Monday night game has seen very little movement since the opener. New England opened nine and a half, up to ten in some places. Total forty-three. We even saw forty-four and in, in some places here. So uh, Darnold comes back for the Jets. They get the win against Dallas. Of course, New England. Remember when they first met? It should have ended thirty nothing, but of course, the special team touchdown, the pick six against the backup. Of course, and uh, Jets covered that one. But Jets usually play well at home against New England. 
Uh, some people see they're start, starting to see some worse with this Patriots team. You know, Brady starting to look uh, less and less mobile around the pocket. Well, he wasn't mobile to begin with, but this doesn't seem to have this, the leg speed and the reaction that kind of goes with with, with older age. So, uh, yeah. you know, as we know, yeah. uh, the Patriots here laying some points against the Jets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were talking about that before, yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? Uh, like I always say, Father Time is undefeated. I don't care how great Tom Brady is. Uh, Father Time is undefeated. And you can start to see, uh, you know, we're in the late rounds of this fight. And uh, the undefeated guy is coming on strong. You can watch Brady deteriorate, maybe. I, I, I personally, I, you know, I, I hate to say stuff like this so early in the season. But anybody wants to take any bets on New England not winning the uh, Super Bowl this year, I'm there for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sports Big Info here, joined by Alex Smart. We take a look here at the NFL, and of course, I'm telling you that defense for the Patriots has been pretty good. Yeah, that's the that that, that is a you know a key point, but uh, that that might get them into the playoffs, and probably will, and it'll probably I, you know what uh, this is a big mistake, and this is a mistake that you know I have made in the past, and that is uh, doubting Tom Brady. Okay, but I'm willing to knock my head on the wall again, and you know it's just because of the age. And yeah. you can see it. I think this was the first time, the first time in 13 seasons, a couple of games back, we had his lowest conversion rate. You know, so uh, passer rating yeah. and everything else. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep, that was it. It was bailed out by the defense. Now, if that would have been a blowout, they would say, that's it. For, you know, if, if, if the defense wasn't yeah. on that game, well, Tom Brady's washed up. That's it. You know, that's, that's what, but when you keep winning, you know, the defense bails you out. It, it disguises and masks some of those that uh, really masks a lot of your, 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 the issues they have, the weaknesses. Well, you know, the same thing was like he's he's not too banged up. And that's that's the good thing about it. But I, I, I don't know if you remember when uh, Peyton, you know, came to the end of his career and, you know, just a year before, I mean, he was a god. He was still a god. And then just like that, overnight, you know, injuries did, you know, play a factor. But, I mean, uh, the injuries started to play a factor because he was slowing down and getting hammered a lot harder. And that's what I worry about this season with Brady. Yeah. So, and whenever yeah. you go through a major injury, like remember Brady had his knee, right? It's ACL tear, right? The, that's right. Exactly. He the ACL tear. Now, yeah, he's healthy, hundred percent. But uh, what does that feel like when you're in your forties? Does you're that right. does I'm it fully heal? Too. What's the scar tissue? Uh, does, do you really feel, are you really a hundred percent after the surgery like that? You got to wonder. You, I don't. You're not. You're not good as new. Oh, this this is not. This is this is not good as new. You're just basically getting just a patch, really. I mean, I mean, it's 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 there's healing going on, but you're never a hundred percent after something like that. Absolutely. You know, the thing about it is physically, I'm sure there are a lot of ailments that we don't hear about. You know, they cover them up pretty well. But his mind's still sharp, and uh, you know. But, you know, his physical attributes will, will slow down as compared to the way his mind's going to work, you know. And I think that – and that's – I think they're still fairly equal. You know, they're sort of in that range. But when one goes above the other, when it's just his mind doing all the work, then I think we're – you know, it's it's going to be over. I, you know, you, you hate to knock – you know, we were talking about, I think, last season. I'm not really sure. I think we were talking about, Le, you know, changing the subject just for a second, about LeBron James. And he's going now into that period of time where most NBA players – start to go downhill, right? Yeah. Great basketball player, but I mean, you know, you have to understand, you know, I, I'm repeating myself again, but father time is undefeated yeah. and that's what we're facing. Yep, yep, that's right. And of course, a lot of expectations here for the Lakers is uh, they got LeBron James and Anthony Davis. We'll see how that how that works out. Of course, uh, the yeah. Patriots, as we talked about here with, with uh, Tom Brady, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. One thing we that's noticed with, with, with Peyton Manning, it was really easy to tell because the arm strength, 
He wasn't, he wasn't going deep with his throws, and you could see that it was taking it longer for those balls to hit the receivers. And the defenders were able to get back and, and deflect the ball in completions. Of course, that forced uh, you know Peyton Manning to overthrow some targets because hey, if they're catching up to the ball, I don't want it to be a pick. Uh, so you can start to see it there with, with those long with those deep throws. That's kind of the that's when you can pick, pick, pick it out. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm waiting for them to be more more constant because I've seen a few of them already this year. But well, you know Gronk's gone, and everybody said you know I think uh, Brady had a chip on his shoulder, and so did Belichick because there were some doubters going into the season. Oh, Gronk's gone. You know, Gronk, one player, is going to make a difference in this team. So I think the, the team right now, they're playing as a team, and that makes a big difference. And I think, you know, it's not that New England is not a very, very good football team and that they are not capable of going to a Super Bowl. I just don't think. I think there are some better prospects out there, and we will see that here from this week on. We're going to start to notice that. That's, this, you know, these are my projections, my, my concepts, yeah. The NFL changes a lot in November. Mid-November, December, it's a totally different game. It comes down to you know the scrimmage, the trenches. You start to see the running backs, uh, the big run plays. And, of course, getting first downs. Who can get the ball under five minutes and get enough first downs where you don't give the ball back to the opponent? Uh, that time, that's when the run game comes into play, and running backs are featured in, that, in those months more. That's right. And I think that's why, and that's why I'm looking at Green Bay as having a special team this season. If they can get healthy with their uh, wide receiver options, uh, I think their running game is going to take a lot of pressure off Aaron Rodgers in key spots here uh, down the stretch drive. So. That's right. No, no doubt about that. Can offenses finally win games without having to kick the ball, punt the ball in the, in the final minutes of games? That's where, that's, yeah. where we, that's what, I mean, to me, that's where I identify. You don't have to worry about backdoor touchdowns, stuff like that. When your offense can get those critical third downs uh, conversions in, in the final minutes of games with the lead yeah yeah well you know you know it's funny when i there was a few years back and i i i don't know how long ago this was and i constantly you watch nba games and nba games were constantly more often than not decided in the fourth quarter we're you know just generally speaking we're not saying all nba games but it was a, enough where it was in your mind you know what i mean you, you felt geez another fourth quarter game another last five minutes situation here and uh you know the nfl has turned into a league that's Exactly that. It's yeah. it's constant. Generally speaking, fourth quarter, you, you're sitting at the half, and that's where halftime betters have an advantage. NFL is one of those leagues that halftime betters definitely have an advantage if they if they play their cards right, of course. You know. And I, I hate to bring up the officiating, but it just seems like human nature here. Whenever there's a blowout, it just seems to me that the 50-50 calls go in favor of the team that's behind, hoping that the game becomes more competitive for the viewer. Yeah, and you know what? This is a problem. It's you know, I'm not going to get into a political conversation, but I will say one thing. This is a business. The NFL is a business. The NBA is a business, and uh, these profits are made not just by individual teams, but by the league. And what does the league want to see? And you know, uh, I have never seen so many bad calls. And you know, and now they've got they're to the point now with um, the NFL, even college football. Well, they'll sit. A referee off to the side, or officiating specialist, they call them, off to the side, and he'll sit there and he'll tell you what you saw. And you know what you saw, but he's <laughs> going to tell you exactly what you saw. And you know, it, it scares the heck out of me. It's like, you know, what the heck is going on? Especially here, when those guys have earpieces. <laughs> <laughs> and someone, yeah. Good point. Be careful. Beware of the earpiece. That's what you got to yeah. be aware of. Sports Pick Info here. Joined by Alex Smart here, guys. Saying what today was brought to you by picksandparlays.net, where all the top cappers in the nation post their plays individually on a guaranteed basis, leaderboards, and more. Right now, you can find uh, 
Alex Smart, top in baseball. So if you're looking for some help in Major League Baseball playoffs, you can check that out. Uh, Alex is uh, documented number one. Also, he posts a lot, all his plays over picksandparlies.net, NFL, college football, NBA will be in action, NHL as well. And I know, uh, Alex, you posted NHL. Any thoughts so far from this early season? This, are we seeing uh, scoring up? How do, we, how do you see it so far? Yeah, well, the teams like Nashville that were always uh, predominantly defensive are starting out pretty wild, you know, back and forth. I think the average combined score of their games were 8.5 goals per game now. So that sort of tells you the trajectory where I think the league's going. You know, I keep on giving these offensive speeches about how I think all leagues, all pro leagues uh, are going are going to go up in scoring. And then, like I said, it's just about entertainment value. So, yes, absolutely. I, I look at the NHL and I think they're, it's going to change. And, you know, they've already changed it. You know, yeah. Like, you know, the fighting is pretty well gone and everything else so you know so, yeah so when they widen the goal when they widen the goal how, how much of an impact do you think that had when they widen that goal well they they widen the goal and then i think they have new pad rules. padding yeah yeah so you know um i guess we're gonna find out we're gonna find out as the season goes on yeah yeah yeah, of course, the NHL, of course, uh, we're seeing a lot of scoring now in the NHL, and, and everyone's looking for speed. I mean, this, this is the yeah. slow teams. I mean, what, 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 what's going on? I know the Kings had, had that suitor system for a long time, and it's a totally, it's, it looks totally disorganized on defense for L.A. I mean, is that what it is? I mean, it just, I mean, like I said, Jonathan Quick's turned into Mario Lassard overnight. Well, you know, there's not too many teams. Like, you know, like, it's funny. The East is starting to get more defensive. The West uh, is starting to get more offensive. I don't know where the heck things are going sometimes. Uh, you know, you've got teams like the Islanders that can't score at all, so it really doesn't matter. I guess it depends on your on your uh, talent base. And, um, you know, and that's the direction you're going to take, obviously. And uh, But if you've got the offensive players, and that's what people want to watch, like if you've got like Sidney Crosby's and uh, Malkins and guys like that in your lineup, I mean, you know, you're going to play a – an offensive style game, and that will that still can win you Stanley Cup. So here's a term that I grew up with, and it, it, it almost sounded like a negative. And they would call a defenseman's offensive defensemen. Are, are these are all defensemen now offensive defensemen? Is that what it is, or what? What is it like? No, I, no. I, I don't think so. I think we still have, <laughs> I think we still have that, you know, that uh, that shutdown defenseman, you know, the big six foot five guy that you know just crushes you on the boards type thing. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of. There's, you know what? There's, but there's no one standout offensive defenseman. Uh, I think anymore in the league. I think there's, it's there's a multiple amount, uh, multiple uh, scores of these guys out there. Yeah, so. yeah, I think if they let Dowdy become more offensive, he could be one of them. It seems like Dowdy's the only one that can spark the team for the Kings. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's yeah. on the ice so long. Yeah, they love they love that guy. They trust him with the puck and they trust him on the ice. And uh, he is, I think he's their most consistent player. Yeah. So you know, so yeah. The, the league is, you know, it's, it's an international league now, and you, you know, they're even talking a little bit. I heard, I heard some ring around about about opening up the rinks a little bit, but I don't think that's a great idea. Myself. So, you know, you know, the uh, international rinks are bigger. Yeah, I've never seen. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. but that would. It, it's going to be tough because of some of these some of the configurations of these arenas. I think they said that MSJ yeah. they 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 put so many seats next to these. Well, they can't do it. Obviously, they have to construct it. They'd have to basically change the configuration of these arenas, and that's that. Again, that's going to decrease your capacity. And uh, for hockey, will you do that for hockey? I don't. <laughs> that's the question. Yeah, or why, why don't you make it? There's not enough. Yeah, it's it's not worth it. It's not worth. Or or you can do the baseball where not every configuration is different. Yeah, that's true too. You know, yeah, yeah, that's actually an idea. You yeah, know, I'm sure. So, I'm see sure yeah, yeah. 
Interesting there. Sports Pick Info here, joined by Alex Smart. We're talking here about uh, 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 sports here. Alex, uh, of course, uh, posts all his plays at picksandprodies.net. If you like NHL, MLB playoffs, NBA is on the right. I'm going to come here. And on Tuesday, we're ready to tip it off here. And, of course, uh, college basketball, another month away. Pick up his plays over at picksandparlays.net, where the top cappers in the nation post their plays individually on a guarantee to win bases, leaderboards, and more. Showcasing top cappers. Use that coupon code TONYT. It will save you 15% off at checkout. You can pick up a 30-day package from Alex for $349. Get all of his plays from all the sports he caps. We talked about NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, NHL. Three forty nine gets you everything, and uh, no hidden, no hidden costs, no hidden plays. Everything he posts is yours for th- thirty days, and use that coupon code Tony T fifteen percent off at checkout. All right, Alex, it's always great having you show. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Stay healthy, Tony. All right, you too, buddy. All right, I'll keep, I'll keep my memory. All right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll try to too. All right, Alex. Alex Spartan here on Sports Pick Info. All right, guys. Uh, if you missed it, Alex did an. Uh, Alex, well, he did the NFL thing when we had. Uh, uh, Joe Duffy on some MLB and college football for Friday. So if you happen to miss that segment, check the timeline. Joe Duffy, MLB and college football tomorrow. Well, more action here. We got Chip Trimmis, more college football and baseball. Tony T, talk to you tomorrow. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.